Welcome. In we're live. Welcome to 30 Minute Worlds, the only Irish world building no. podcast. I'm here no. with No. No, <laughs> this is not this is not a bit. You can't do this. Damn. Well, you cannot just read the Ulster cycle into the microphone I for can't? an hour and a half and oh, call man. it the podcast. No, we it's in the bylaws. You are specifically forbidden from doing bylaws. that. Bylaws? I can't do that, man. I should never yeah. have written those you bylaws. Them. <laughs> I should never have fucking written that shit down. <laughs> you wrote all of them, dude. Admittedly, you were under the influence of some pretty heavy barbiturates I when you wrote that. But I, Doctor Fabiani had taken control there uh, during that period. Uh, damn. Well, who, you guys shouldn't have let me write those bylaws. First of all, that's just malpractice. Huh? Do you have a witness that says that's true? Uh, Walter, the problem is that you wrote the first bylaw that says you get to write all the bylaws, and at that point it was too late. Yeah, it, it really did kind of complete itself. I kind of, Simon, death warrant there. Well, you had that notary seal that you stole from the post office, and you just stamped it all over the damn piece of paper, you you so we can't even read the bylaws anymore. I, I told you that, and I told you that in confidence, because I didn't want to, I didn't want you to tell people that I stole from them. Post office. Well, now it's on the no, pod, just so good that. luck with that. <laughs> yeah, post office is very popular these days, felony. Walter. We're all about defending the post office. What you told me in confidence was that you had a, you were using a pen that was, uh, you said, help, help, it's writing by itself. Okay, okay. You had already written Ch a bylaw Chessman. and said I couldn't help you. Chessman, I told you that I had pretended to steal a stamp from the post office so that Daniel would think I was cool. <laughs> In confidence, and I didn't want you to like reveal. How do you steal a stamp from the post office? I look. The point is, Daniel doesn't think I'm cool. He's never going to ask me to the Sadie Hawkins dance at it's Flat true. Top <laughs> Middle School that we all go to. Flat <laughs> Flat Top Where Middle is Flat Top Middle School. Best <laughs> the Best middle school in North Dakota, in the northern part. Welcome uh, to 30 Minute World. Yes, yeah, shit. Well, <laughs> welcome to 30 Minute World. <laughs> Wonderful uh, <laughs> lead-in. Uh, we'll just cut in. We'll just cut in a different lead-in from another episode. This is no a perfect lead-in. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Speaking of lead-ins, uh, this is a podcast where we kind of lead ourselves into a fantasy world or sci-fi world that's sometimes good and sometimes not uh, in 30 minutes using a series of random prompts. Now, I've actually rolled the dice ahead of time, uh, which is the only thing. Oh. Yeah, the only time I've ever done this. But it's a two, which means it is Daniel's turn to lure lad us oh, to victory. Oh, yeah. Cool. Anybody got some prompt words for me? Mm. I got one. All right. All right. Doctor. 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 Oh. Nice. I got... I love medicine. I got smoke. Ooh! All right. That's actually that's actually my favorite strain. Is Doctor Smoke? It's uh, it's nice. It's very it's very high sativa, which gets me right exactly where I want to be. Um, how about um, hmm? Oh, I already did. I already did tooth. Hmm. Yeah, no. Th this is a this is a place for doctors, not dentists. Although Doctor Smoke Tooth would be the coolest doctor you could have. I can't think of a cooler. 
<laughs> he will absolutely prescribe you heroin for a Taco Bell combo. <laughs> Desmond, what do you think the average time is it takes you to think of your prompt word? I don't know. We could make a super cut of Chessman oh, thinking. I could, I could run it up right now. Uh, of his prompt. Uh, <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Uh, mm, I, I'm going to hold on. I gotta, I'm going to look up a thing. What if the prompt me word prompt. was uh, Jeff Goldblum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll cut this all out. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why my Man, Say a word. Is. I can't Blocking do hell. the cannabis thing that Chester made a joke about, even though a cannabis-themed world would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just smoke. Uh, One day. Chester, um, just pick a word. <laughs> if it's grass. There's so many if words. It's, if it's They're leaf or grass. Bad, though. <laughs> I, I'm sure if you continue to rush him, it will it will help him come up with a word. Um, it's worked in the past. They're all fucking bad. This is like a beautiful uh, mind. It's just Dr. Where, like, Smoke is such a high bar. There's like equations going through your head that we can't see, and you're like, it doesn't well, make sense. Chessman had that good that good joke about weed, and yeah, that now. took all of the energy out of the out of the conversation. Chessman, uh, this is the longest you've ever right. taken. I know. Well, this is the rest of the pod. What do you fucking mean? <laughs> um... <laughs> Any word, you moron! I, I don't. I, I can't think one of a word. word. Here's a word, idiot. <laughs> stupid, uh, stupid man. Okay, wow. we're all friends here, boy. <laughs> How about? <laughs> and then I come to the fuck. And then I'm about to open my mouth. I'm about to say, "Yummy" is my word. Okay. Yummy, we got Doc- Dr. Smoke Yummy. <laughs> so, Dr. Smoke, Dr. Smoke y- Yummy. Yummy. Fine, I'm not even going to take it back. Okay. I'm not even going to take it back. It's <laughs> we don't have a, yummy. We don't have a what, precedent of taking yeah, words back. It's in the bylaws. Yeah, what's worse, being shamed for the word or being bullied about picking the word? That's the real <laughs> question. Um... <laughs> fucking weed on the brain. Um, well, the okay. smoke can't so, be a drug. Can we say that? No uh, drugs. No. I am the lore lad. <laughs> okay, okay. We can't Child. That. I'll have to write. Uh, n- anyway, go. I mean, yummy can be a vibe. Mm-hmm. This could be a delicious world. It could be a delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know how to marry doctor. And so smoke and yummy. I get that because you smoke meats and oh, barbecue yeah. is really hell fucking yeah. good. It's a smoked meat world. We could do barbecue world. I'm actually. Uh, you fucking mouth. This is your fault. <laughs> you're taking yummy. You you can have smoked so tofu. Tight. It'll be fine. What if, what if there are doctors? This will be a of, horror setting if we if this is all about eating wait, meat. Meat world. I want that's you to so, know that. That's yeah. really something. We're yeah. smoking these meats. All right, I'm gone. See you guys later. <laughs> it's just been, like like a world made entirely of meat, or a world with only animals well, to eat. And no, no, it's it's life. made of barbecue. We've established some worlds where people are like on giant things, like the crabrinth yeah. world, like giant crab labyrinths. So it could be repetitive, but the idea of like people living on like the backs of giant dead like elephantine creatures. That's evocative. It's making me feel something. Yeah, and you got to smoke portions so, of its hide to survive. Because it's uh, listen. So because the meat is like going bad. You, what if they smoke the whole thing, 
so the meat doesn't go bad, and then they live on it, and they harvest the meat for, like, years at a time or okay. something like that. It's a big floating smoked cheese wheel, pretty much. They cut out pieces of to eat. I don't know where the cheese I gotta, wheel is. I got a smoked uh, cheese yeah. wheel in my fridge, and I'm very hungry. <laughs> that's, no, that's <laughs> crept in there. I'm well, sorry. It's not a cheese wheel. It is a, an animal. Okay. Um, you said elephantine. Uh... But you also said dead. Did you mean to? Well, maybe some of them are dead and some aren't. That could be where doctors come yeah, in. Yeah, doctors to minister to them. So they're keeping the, the there's like a class of doctors that keep these gargantuan beasts alive so we can harvest meat from them while they're still alive, which we smoke to preserve. Oh, well, love it. I was scared. Jesus. I was scared to say that they're harvesting meat from these giant creatures while they're alive just because that is a disgusting mental image. It's macabre. Yeah, I love it. Really I absolutely love it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's almost as gross as Meat World, which is what I thought you were pitching was a world entirely made of meat. I mean, it could be two things. Dude, it, there could just be a delightful finger-looking world. Yeah, <laughs> like, delightful Kentucky Fried Globe. Yeah, there's like a Greece well, ocean and a it, rib. It could palace. be that there is a faction. There is a faction that's trying to keep the elephantine creatures alive, and a faction that's trying to smoke them and eat them. The smokers, and let's call them the second faction, the nerds. I guess. Like the, <laughs> the nerds. Okay. Who yeah. Hate the life cycle. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So maybe it's a world where, like, the only kind of vegetation that's, like, easily consumed by humans is, like, oh, well, they, they can't really eat vegetation. Maybe like, it's like a grass world. Like, it's only grazing, like, mammals and shit well, like that. Well, what if humans don't um, have the, uh, like, the grazing mammals would have to graze on grass, but what if humans don't have the enzymes necessary to break down uh, the poisons yeah, in grass, grass or don't. whatever, or most er sure. yeah. herbage, so we actually, or most roughage, so we can't eat it. I like that. This get, the humans could be like a transplant species to this world, and so they're not adapted at all to survive. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. But they can you know, eat these gargantuan creatures. You know what's the trope I like? Hmm? Human zoos. Like when humans are just another species, they're thrown to this like biosphere environment. Oh, it's like like in Jurassic Park, they put the shitty plants that the dinosaurs can't eat in the exhibits. <laughs> yeah, it's but like, like whatever. Like maybe there's some like hyper intelligent species. That has this giant biosphere. Inside, they have lots of humans. That could be interesting. That could be yeah. interesting. So are the humans the zoo exhibit or are the colossal beasts the zoo exhibit? And the <laughs> humans are like food that are released for the beasts. I think yummy could imply that humans are food, right? Although we're, we've gone a lot of ways with yummy from smoked meat world, which I found delightful and charming. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really upset that we moved away from <laughs> eating uh, animals alive. Yeah, for once, Belvin proposed a change to the setting that made it worse to live in. That's that's interesting. That's new. <laughs> well, we can lean to the body horror. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to your do mama's that. I don't like building podcast. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like that. Like, I, I like, <laughs> fair enough, we fair started enough. was that they were dead. And I actually kind of like the idea that they smoke basically the whole corpse ever like the course of like a like a ritual of some kind and they subsist off it for a long time. It's mm. like hunting a mammoth, but way fucking bigger. Like the whole clan feeds on it for a long In time. In order to smoke something that big, you'd need massive fires. Uh, yes. And massive, I guess, like cavernous smoking spaces. And clans would haul around uh, like car sized pieces of meat. 
that were just smoked that you would cut little bits off of. Society that subsists entirely on beef jerky. Well, what if there were cars? What if you could <laughs> try? <laughs> what if there were radios? Oh, oh my God. Well, I proposed that. No. no. Gentlemen. Um, uh, but like d- the image of hauling around your clan's food and it's a bunch of like meat chips uh, from the starve is kind of evocative uh, or like a rock hard kind of like Bonito, uh, but it's huge. Well, I feel like we've established uh-huh. that there's more meat than they could like possibly eat. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Like it, for th- maybe they're delivering the meat to someone or something what, mm. what about that to their handlers in the at the zoo. Well, it doesn't have to be a zoo. We didn't. We didn't. Land it could just be an experiment, right? Like to see what happens if you drop humanity into this hostile world, and okay, like, maybe if they, maybe if we provide meat, it's like a like a rat. Like if they push a button, they get like a cocaine or whatever. Uh, right. And a, and, a, and a totally ethical science experiment. So who are we bringing this meat to? We're bringing it to the doctor. Who okay. is an alien masquerading <laughs> as just a very intelligent human? Almost, Dan? almost an effete British man, uh, like masquerading as a. <laughs> is it? I thought it was effete. <laughs> no, it's this French a wayfish British man. Yeah, <laughs> and the doctor is conducting this experiment. I kind of like that. Like, I like coming full circle, like the doctor being singular. And that, I feel like that imparts a certain sinister element I to do it, like, too. I do like singular doctor. Mm. What a bizarre experiment. I like the idea of experiment world, but like putting hu- humans next to giant animals and they smoke it. Doctor also mm. has mystical connotations, too, where like yeah, you doctor? can perform rituals and yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. So he's someone who understands more about the world than the humans do, and that's why they call him Doctor. If you've ever seen Star Trek, the original series, the, this is, like, on the level of, like, what aliens supposedly experiment with humans. Uh, there's there's the one episode where <laughs> they bring back like, Abraham Lincoln and Kirk fight, like, Hitler mm-hmm. and Genghis Khan. Is that a holodeck episode? I only saw the Futurama no. version of that episode. That's not holodeck. They get they get beamed down onto a planet, and some advanced, super hyper advanced rock creature uh, makes them fight each other. Wait, wait, wait. I I want to lean into. Okay, so let's say there's a the Doctor character. Yeah, yeah. Who, if we're using Star Trek comparisons, could be a Q type, like kind of a little bit mm-hmm. omnipotent, a little bit godlike. Yeah, like an extra dimensional mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Um, what kind of experiment? I feel like he should run more experiments than just meat related, <laughs> like giant slabs of meat. Well, the smoked. Well, okay. So what if smoke? Maybe maybe we lean away from the meat and lean into, and into the smoke. drugs and into well, well. <laughs> how does humanity do if I give them a whole bunch of PCP and set them loose in my experimental globe? <laughs> <laughs> So did he bring them here? Yeah, obviously. I think that he, I think that it's definitely a transplant situation. Like, mm-hmm. is he just there to monitor them? Because Doctor also implies he could be in charge of the experiment, kind of from a do not interfere, but just let them do as they will kind of uh, thing. So he might not have brought them there, but he might be there to observe them or do something else. I kind of like the idea that he's a bit corrupted and he just like makes this his playground. 
Kind of a Dr. Moreau, yeah. Yeah, it started out as a double-blind experiment. Now the, the one guy is like, I don't really, you don't really care that much anymore. Uh, it'd be kind of funny if I made them only eat dinosaurs. Yeah, he's like, when you're God of these people. We, you, we skipped a step on the process to getting meat. The first step is killing the animal or capturing it or something. If these animals are humongous, how do these humans actually, like, arrest them, um, kill them? Well, we anything? did it in the past. We would drive them off cliffs. It's not yep. that hard to, right. like, kill giant animals. You know, it's the smaller ones that are, I think, like, the ones that are more man-sized that are actually more threatening to you. But the big ones you can move as a pack. Yeah. Well, surely there's a point of diminishing returns. Like, we can push bison around, but when you're talking about something the size of, I don't know. Well, we did kill like a mammoth. five Hindenburgs. Five you... Hindenburgs? Yeah, I mean, that... <laughs> what are the creatures on this planet? And how big are they? Well, that's the point. The whole experiment is sending bigger and bigger animals and seeing how humans oh. deal with it yes ah. exactly no it's 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 humans in response to all these different alien species trying to test mm -hmm. humanity for some reason there uh, we go okay okay yeah. let's try and get some sort of sense to this what if it's a vanity project to prove that humanity could have like survived and thrived on like alternate worlds as hunter gatherers <laughs> or just trying to decide whether like maybe <laughs> Maybe like the Earth is scheduled for demolition, and this is a, a test to see their metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy who's running it has a vested interest in proving them as like not what's what's the opposite of metal? A not worthy. Yeah, he's trying to prove because there is the um, humans have the history of running animals off cliffs and beating animals that are much bigger than them. And mm. they're basically setting out to prove, like, what's the extent of this? Yeah, so they like, got rid of all the cliffs, and they were like, <laughs> see, see how you do it now. <laughs> no, still some cliffs with, like, crazier creatures. Like, maybe there's one, like, with lots of tentacle arms. Yeah. yeah there's some pulpier creatures mm. than we're used to. Some real... Yeah. Basically, everything from the D&D Spelljammer. creature. Yeah, yeah. You start dumping even, like, other, like, sentient alien species in, like, predators and shit. <laughs> Not actual. <laughs> For copyright infringement. Hello there. Farmer Walt here at 30 Minute World Orchards. We got a real bumper crop of worlds that we're happy to give y'all for season two. But we're trying to pick one of them to revisit, and, uh, well, we need y'all's help to do it. I won't beat around the bush. If y'all could just send some of your favorite worlds our way this November, before we wind up to the finale in December, we'd really appreciate it. Just email us at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. As for me, I'm going to go back to sipping my pine cider and committing to this rural voice that I put on for this, this bit for some reason. So we're, we're getting towards a more cohesive setting. 
It might be good to round the wagons, though, and sort of recap where we are at at this point. Um, so we have a sort of, a, I don't know if it's a world or like a cordoned off part of a planet where humanity has been transplanted uh, by a doctor kind of scientist figure because he wants to experiment on the limits of human capability in extreme situations, and he's doing that by pitting them against variously more dangerous alien species. That's a very good summation. Yeah. That was very succinct. That was fantastic, yeah. I still don't know how smoke really, smoke really factors into it. I like the idea of it being a cordoned-off section of a planet, rather than the whole planet. I, I did have like a, like a sure. glass bubble kind of in mind when I was yeah. thinking yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got your you got your lost. You've got your um, wayward pines. You've, uh, that kind of thing. Orkward pines. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this planet could just be referred to as the facility, and lots mm. of crazy, quasi science happens here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the idea too that this isn't the only experiment going on on this planet. Like, yeah. we don't need to go into them. But have mm. you guys heard of Hyperborea? It's Conan, where he's from. Yeah, right? it's the setting in Conan. Yeah. I, yeah. Sort of like uh, Hyperborea was this idea that Greeks had where like uh, at the very tip top of the world, there was a continent like Antarctica that uh, a race of giants lived there and they hunted like giant creatures. So what if like uh, just like thinking about Hyperborea and like like that whole separate world of giant creatures could kind of be like an inspiration for this place? I don't know. It's just a thought. I can't really articulate what I was trying to say, I guess. No, yeah, the doctor was really into Greek myth. Uh, could have at least sized us up. Though. I mean, the doctor could have a human fetish. You, yeah, of course, of course, the doctor is a human fetish. Everyone here is humans. Yeah, don't all like, humans have human fetishes? Well, the doctor isn't necessarily a human, right? It's a, I guess it's a different question. What if he's trying to breed like a stronger, more aggressive, uh, more survivable race of humanity? By making his own Hyperborea. And that's what the facility is called. Uh, and he's going to make this idealized giant version of humanity that can overcome any obstacle. Uh, mm, that That's personally less interesting to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just because the, like, the eugenics aspect is... Oh, yeah. A little yeah. more familiar in terms of, like, you know... I guess, yeah, that's figures. true. That's true. But, uh, just the idea that, like, okay, like, humanity is known for despite their small size, being able to like be pretty long odds, even when they were primitives. And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this happens. That's kind of interesting. Like what if this happens when humanity hasn't like made quote unquote civilization yet, but they're mm-hmm. just known for being like really good at dealing with large animals and like outrunning tigers and all that. Well, that mm-hmm. could be, that could be interesting. Cause it's what if the historical myth of Hyperborea with these giant men was true? And a place did exist at the top of our planet for a while. And it's now oh, gone. Hyperborea is the testing center? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, uh, That's cool. What if this w- was true and this explains this continent that was lost but was known to like the ancient Greeks and shit? Oh. Okay. Because the continent was never on Earth. Uh, well, it was on Earth for a time. It was a facility that was on Earth. Yeah, yeah. It was the facility yeah. or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could at one time travel to it. That's how they got humans there. Uh, and yeah, no, it's like Herodotus and Atlantis and his gold ants in India and that, that, oh, hell that yeah. stuff. There we go. Yes, yes. Hyperborea. <laughs> so is it like they showed up on Earth for a while so they could collect like a good stock of humans, basically? Yeah, that has to be and then it. they 
And they fucked off. And the reason you eat meat is because there's no fucking, it's so far up north, there's no fucking shit that grows really there that humans can eat. You right. know? Right. It's carnivores eating carnivores eating carnivores. Hyperborea's vision is is also like kind of eaten like, right? Like a lot of foliage and... Is it? Am I wrong? Uh, I, I, I think you're thinking more of the Conan thing, which we could also lean into. Well, I had pictured it as more of a, like, controlled environment, I guess. Like, yeah. we actually could do that. Since it's alien tech, it doesn't have to be bound to, like, just our North Pole. Yeah, I'm just thinking ecosphere. I was just thinking it was cool if it was here at one time as a testing ground. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that they would probably just have multiple biomes to test different conditions. Yeah, when you look at, actually, mm. I'll post this in the chat here. But when you look at an okay. image of Hyperborea or like just something that I pulled up on Wikipedia, it looks remarkably like kind of a biosphere or a designated zone. Let's see what channel. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to put it in the in. booth, fam. Okay. Oh, we did. You did the right one. Okay. So this so whole we... thing is Hyperborea? Uh, yeah. Hyperborea. yeah. Wait. Or something along those Wait, lines. Wait, it's all Hyperborea? Always has been. Okay, I would like to take a second to zoom in on what it's like to live as a human in this Hyperborean test chamber. Because your life would basically be like that of, like, if you survive, you're just, like, the most rugged motherfucker in existence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that yeah. they, took, they took from Earth while they were here. Basically, they took stock from every sort of place on Earth, like, that makes suitable candidates. Like they took yeah, some yeah. some from like the Mycenae, like the Greek peninsula. They took people from the Scandinavian regions. They took people right. from like the Great Plains. Like this is like um, around, I guess, like the time of like Phoenicia, pretty much, because that's when these legends are attributable to. Like really far back, before we even had technology to sail oceans, you know. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, before the the West had. That's technology true. Actually, to the sail the, the fucking Polynesians were, yeah. Big ass canoes, big ass boats. Shit. So, but the thing that uh, that I find sort of interesting about that is that it could be like because then you now have a whole bunch of different groups of people that cannot talk to one another, right? And there is no Rosetta Stone, so it, they don't. I, they must develop like a kind of polyglot, right? Or they fight each other. Well, <laughs> I would think in order to kill any of these animals to survive, you can't kill each other for very long, right? Because you no. need massive packs of people. <laughs> Maybe that's the last experiment. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fucked up last experiment. It's like, and now the most dangerous hunt of <laughs> all. A bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be hunting a bomb. <laughs> Disarm this bomb. And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't do it. No. This is a neat. This is a neat concept. And it's kind of like, uh, when you tie it to human or like Earth's history, it becomes more interesting too. It's like, why did the dinosaurs go away a bunch of years before this? We don't know. Oh, they were collecting them for Hyperborea and they all died off. <laughs> like they're collecting them so they could mutate them and make Hyperborean creatures to subject humanity to or whatever. That is funny. Or like the idea that like the uh, like the great floods that ravaged the Mediterranean were like just sort of an off science experiment. And they were like, what if oh, we like... Me. Yeah. Host the earth. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, the Great Flood that's recorded in all human like ledgers across the world. <laughs> oh, and yeah. the um meteor that just killed the dinosaurs. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the arrival to the planet, perhaps, of their uh, kind. Or the Doctor, at least. That's after they got the dinosaurs. They were like, well, dinosaurs are kind of a dead end. Let's kill them all. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this new evolutionary cycle. That did happen. Yeah, I like that. They were like, clean Uh. slate. (laughs) Like, I don't like Mm. lizards anymore. That phase is over. Warm bloods are my best friend. are Are we just conspiracy theorists now? Yes. Wait, are we, are the we just shaving like a donut? I have to say, I I unironically believe all of this now. Yeah, I do believe in Hyperborea. It is real. The inherent to the truth of Hyperborea is that Australia isn't real. Australia that, does not exist. Yeah, and there's a the the uh, Antarctica is actually a wall around the entire well, disc of the world. It's, for the, it's, for the, it's flatter. For the fucking, uh, you were talking about like geodesic or geodesic like domes or whatever to seal things in. But if humanity's at mm. such a low technological level, uh, just big ass mountains around the continent of Hyperborea would be enough to dissuade uh, any like well, you, humans from escaping mm-hmm. the experiment or any in any significant number, you know? I think you need the dome for climate control, right? Because you're still. Oh yeah, up that's, true. that's true. Because it's at the North Pole, but it's climate controlled, and people I live like, there. I actually like both. There's a natural barrier of mountains that the aliens suppose should probably be impassable to humans. But if someone did manage to make it through, they would mm-hmm. bump up against. Yeah, they underestimate us, and they're like, "Oh wait." <laughs> yeah, like you find like the dome, or you find like the exit, like to the facility. It's obviously it, sealed. People and you can't get have out. to have come yeah. out. Because, like, ancient societies claimed to have had contact with these giant people, you know? So there had to be mm. people outside of the dome living on the periphery uh, in a primitive... So there had to have been, like, communities of sp- small well, exiles. what if the giant people are just the race that are studying them? Mm. I assumed the giant people mm. were the humans, but yes... It would take thousands well, of years like it, for like humans, the humans to evolve. Just being humans. Yeah, yeah, and it would I, take I like millions it. of years for us to get big, due to just natural yeah. evolution. Giant men be sort of like Nephilim figures, like they're the like genetically could be engineered. Like Nephilim-esque. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think they assume that form. They like so assume the form of the people they're studying, but just bigger to be more impressive so that, and terrible. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's why the yeah, doctor's like the only one of them allowed inside the dome. Uh, but the others who are on the periphery, humanity made contact with them, and they were like, here's, like, baubles or whatever, go away. Uh, <laughs> don't write about <laughs> us. <laughs> Which we promptly did. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about what you humans call love. <laughs> no, I actually really like that concept. Yeah, no, that's interesting. What's it like inside Hyperborea? Um, I suppose you live in an encampment with, you know, people from all around the world. And either you're eating and waiting for the next giant monster to arrive, or you're actively planning on how to deal with the giant monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Language would have mm-hmm. to be most of life. reinvented, but stuff like that actually happens really quickly, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, because we have the capacity for it already, and we would just make jib-jab languages. So, yeah, well, it would be yeah. the opposite of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. <laughs> We'd build it. Huh. Get like but a universal human there tongue. There might be like certain linguistic groups might clump together or have different. I think people would originally categorize themselves based on language because that's the immediate thing. Uh, you would try and find <laughs> people who spoke something similar to what you were speaking, you know, where whether that was Turkic 
or, you know, some kind of like Asian language, I guess, or like Indo-European language. Sure. And I could see the different like cultures maybe choosing different niches in terms of what they're responsible for uh-huh. to a certain degree. Mm. Like some like do more of the cooking of the the smoking of the meat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Have to Which talk is about very, smoking meat. <laughs> very we yummy. Got, we got to talk about it. They would get real good at it, too. Hyperborean mm. barbecue. Best in the world. Literally, we're just <laughs> I'm so we're just permanently <laughs> we're just permanently in a race for second place now that they've left our planet. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's mustard based. It's Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> dude, the mustard seed was brought to was brought to like the Middle East from Hyperbore. <laughs> That's yeah, how the we mustard okay. seeds an alien species that yeah, was transferred. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that rules. Okay. Um, there are people who are like more specialized with weaponry. That could be like I'm sure that over the course of the experiments. There's different access well, to different Hyperborea levels of weaponry. Be, I think the continent would be so large and so varied in environment that there wouldn't just be one civilization, it'd be multiple tribes, right? Right. I mean, the scale yeah. of the experience is very large. And also, mm-hmm. I, I want the time scale to be long. Yeah, like if it's, it, a, it's, it if it's a thousand years long, there'd be like societies who get access to like sharp weapons, societies who just have to do it like no weapons, societies who get like more yeah. flammable materials, societies Pe- who get laser guns. <laughs> People that never figured out like bows and arrows and then got these assholes with... I don't, I don't know, I feel like after gunpowder it sort of gets weird, but they wouldn't be able to reproduce that. Is the reason that there's no Hyperborea anymore because the aliens figured out that uh, we don't evolve very fast? I think it's because the doctor is revealed <laughs> to be a pervert Who's Wait, it's not eugenics? It's not eugenics, Walt. We said that already. Wait, this is what, not a eugenics what is it again? experiment. Is it just yeah. them trying to fuck with us? It, well, it's it's a like weird it's an experiment. Science. I think they're like testing the limits of humanity as is, basically, because we pretty yeah. much stopped yeah. evolving at this point. It uh, could be. It could either be trying to prove that humanity should stick around, or trying to determine humanity's future fitness in space society or space okay, wars or whatever okay, purpose they want war. for us. Yeah. Uh, well, what if they elevate certain people from Hyperborea? They're like, you've graduated. Come join us in the space war. We have no need for Hyperborea anymore. Oh, so there's just like mm-hmm. a race of spacefaring humans <laughs> who were. Yeah, actually, I like that. Like the end oh, of Hyperborea yeah. is just like recruiting all those people. <laughs> yeah. And there has to be a reason why we can't find it anymore. This place that people speculated about and described. Well, they definitely closed shop. And the, yeah, yeah, the cuck okay. answer is that it's England or it was Iceland or, you know, but the real answer is that Hyperborea did exist. And then uh, they were just like, yeah, you guys are the best of the best. You graduated Hyperborea Middle School uh, and you're free, <laughs> you're free to fight in the Space Force for us. The doctors. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, why do you Daniel, why do you think it closed down? Yeah, you're the Um. Well, I had not I had not really envisioned it closing down so much as relocating once they had gathered enough specimens. But I like the oh, idea sure. of it like, I don't know if they all graduate. Like, what if the experiment ends, they take this like super crop of humans that they can use as soldiers or whatever and basically turn the lights off. But not everybody gets out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so some some humans get to go off and like live their gallivanting space adventure lifestyle. And some of them are just stuck in this horrible place with these monsters yeah since they're trying to breed or trying to make like graduates here uh 
humans would be given while they lived in Hyperborea, like really long lifespans from which to learn. Uh, so like these humans have lived like thousands of years combating like monsters and stuff. They've achieved like a completely transcendental uh, experience. I'm going to keep lobbying for them to be normal humans. First. Yeah, I, just I think it's too okay, late in the, in the episode to introduce something I like keep, that. I keep getting hung up on Superman from Hyperborea, but that, that is just the doctors because yeah. they can just uh, use alien tech to kind of travel uh, vast distances. What mm. if the reason we no longer have Hyperborea anymore, too, is because uh, the outside world was getting more intrusive and better at sailing and shit? And they were like, ah, oh, we gotta like not. Right. Oh, so like the first expedition to the North Pole could be like a like a big ass wake up call or something. Well, yeah, like there's, a, there's probably wasn't protocol. There like if a, this is if this is a standardized thing, there's a protocol of once the species on your planet reaches a certain tech level, it's like, well, mm -hmm. either we're gonna get found out or we can leave. Wasn't right. there could be the end. Daniel mm. in the 14th century? Wasn't there like another huge ass flood that was recorded? And compared to the biblical flood, uh, I'm only familiar with the BC one. I don't know about that one. I think there was a flood in the medieval age. Uh, no, it was the it was the little ice age. It wasn't a flood. Oh, the the, the tiny ice age. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that could be neat if them like leaving like kickstarted that. Well, no, uh, yeah, they leave. I mean, this is pretending like geological cycles don't exist, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, we're, we're completely destroying climate change by we're, saying well aliens outside the realm of... The, <laughs> but we could yeah. say that the little ice age is because they left, and we're like, okay, this void where this place used to be is now the North Pole the again. The fucking shit released by the dome when mm. they left would drastically change uh, temperatures, and they would snap back. So beginning around like 1400 or so when they left, when people got good at sailing, they were like, okay, we got to get out of here. And they had like a huge climate impact on the rest of the globe. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And the legacy of it is that, A, these guys have lots of files on humans and their response to certain conditions, which will pay off once we're a spacefaring race. Yeah. And B, mm -hmm. there's already like a... a a race of humans out yeah, in space who have been like squad. space marines and uh -huh. yeah. like have space warriors and it'd be fucking trippy if you're like a, like a normal human that makes it to space and like the, the emissary they sent to greet you is one of these like space <laughs> legendary marines. warriors I think it'd be funny if these little aliens were actually like physically weaker than humans they appear as the doctor to be strong but they were actually their shock troops they're like oh yeah these guys are great <laughs> like <laughs> but they need us. Could be. Uh, I thought we had already established they can basically change shape at will. And I mean, it could be holographic. Is I think what that's kind of what I was. Yeah, yeah, that's more what mm -hmm. I was getting at. Was that's not their true form. But for the yeah. bit, for the bit, I'll allow it. It's yeah, I think good bit. I think we should always end a good show with a little twist that makes the setting just a little bit worse. This is I think. <laughs> Wow. Uh, th this is a great setting. Not only did we validate the existence of Hyperborea, uh, we also proved climate change is fake. Uh, yeah. yeah. Proved, mm -hmm. the, aliens. proved the Bible is real because aliens. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we figured out why the dinosaurs went away. We peeled back the curtain here, people. Like, this is not an entertainment podcast Dude, I, anymore. I understand why being life. a conspiracy theorist is so fun now. It was fun to think of yeah. historical happenings and then realize what had actually happened, which was that the aliens <laughs> were 
up to their back at their bullshit yet again. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we learned that today. I'm mm-hmm. glad we yeah, taught you guys that world too. Builders. That's <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. thought we were going to go at some point into how all of these warriors with smoked meats. Yeah, we, we kind of went into that at the beginning, and then we were like Hyperborea. Uh, they, they still smoked meats. Yeah. And went on to found the uh, gangster world. Gangster plane. <laughs> gangster plane. Ooh. You guys remember gangster uh, plane? That, that's a, that, that's a plane of smoked meats. Italians are the descendants of the Hyperborean race. They moved to Sicily. I think you may be giving the Italian American community or the Italian community a little too much credit. They there, said Walter. you can go to space or you can stay on this island we made for you called Sicily. <laughs> you will but rule as kings of men and <laughs> that doesn't no, it's a paradise it closed, but it yeah. closed in the 14th century anyway anyway <laughs> I, I am opposed to that because the gangster plane exists in every setting yeah. <laughs> just because it's another setting that's all so that's he's fun. right the lord lad's always right yeah well mm. seems like a good enough this place is, uh, to call it yeah well yeah. do your end thing i can't just do it i need to i need to you know prep first you know i gotta prepare I can't Come just. Come on, Walter. I can't mood. just lead your cocaine up and get to ready it. with it. All right. Well, uh, that is about the end of our show. If you like this episode, subscribe to us in your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Wednesday. If you wish, go ahead and write us a review on iTunes and share us with all your world-building friends. It's a really big help to us. Our art, as always, is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lorelads or send us hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building.